Welcome back to Referral Roadmap, where we give you real talk and real strategies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you reach your full potential by cultivating referral relationships. In this 10-part series, we're diving deep into the fascinating world of mindset, exploring how it impacts our business, sales, and honestly, every aspect of our everyday lives. So today we're talking about the emotional navigator and stealing your um, steering your emotionship through life's storms. Athena, Whoa, that was kinda, a lot, right? I know. It, this kind of sounds like therapy. What are we talking about today? <laughs> I know, man. Tongue tester. Okay. So it kind of is therapy, but really what we're talking about is emotions are real. And so they affect us. They affect us in our ability to have relationships in business. They affect our relationship with ourselves and they affect how we interact. So I want to talk through that. How do we navigate those as we actually have to sail through life? So that's what this is about. A little bit like therapy, but it'll have the impact. Perfect. I mean, that sounds great to me. Yeah, right. All right. So you know, you know, Jada, I like to talk, start with a story. And so I just got to, I'm going to share this story of a, of a client, um, a coaching client that I had, and she was going through quite a bit. Um, she had recently become a mom. Um, she was undiagnosed, we'll talk about therapy, with postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was definitely dealing with the impact there. Plus the career she decided to take on was with a startup business. And uh, we, Jada can tell you how complicated that is. (laughs) (laughs) You mean it's not a walk in the park? No, don't do that if you're faint at heart. Anyway, so what happened is this particular person felt like her emotions were ruling her. And so I want to tell her story. And I'm sure those of you who are listening, maybe you're on the treadmill, maybe you're in the car, whatever it is, I hope you're in a position to take some notes at some point. But have you ever felt like you just couldn't get past it, that your emotions were going to determine everything you did, um, how you reacted to people, and you just are like, ah, I wish I could get these under control. So... Going back, this client felt the same way. And I happened to be, I had just onboarded her and client. She'd only been a client for a couple of months. And I knew we had a lot to unpack. And I was actually at a conference and she called me in tears. And she was like, I think for the first time in my life, I'm going to fail because I just emotionally can't get around all the rejection here, the lack of structure, the fact that the systems aren't in place and I don't know what's going on with me again, undiagnosed um, postpartum and I'm not getting sleep. And she felt absolutely defeated and was questioning all of her competencies, ability, intellect. And what I have found is in those situations we've got to have awareness and we'll, we'll talk a little bit, but with her, I said, let's, let's unpack this and let's get honest and let's look at, you probably do need to get counseling um, because of the situation of how you're feeling post child, you know, childbearing and 
I think that is something that as women, we need to talk about, but not only for her, but, and Jada, I don't even know if you know this statistic, but we could start tracking this, but I don't know if it's allowed, but there is a large number <laughs> of people who come and do one-on-one -on -one coaching with me that end up going to counseling. And it's not because it, there, I have all these broken clients, but part of coaching, we have to uncover, right? The emotions and the things stopping us from achieving much like this client. And so they end up needing and seeking help because I'm not a therapist. I can, I can help in my lane. So what I found is as we, she went and she did that, she went and got the help she needed and, and got the diagnosis. Jada, she got the diagnosis, mm -hmm. which was freeing to her. She was like, okay, I'm not crazy. There's something yeah. legitimate. The other thing is she was having a legitimate issue of not sleeping. If you yeah. have an ailment or a child that's keeping you from sleep, there is so much science that tells you it degrades your, your ability to think. It, it degrades your creativity, your logic. So we've got to get honest, right? So she found that, okay, these are two factors. Then we had to get honest with and say, okay, your expectations going into a startup business have to be readjusted. And as we did this, we realized one, what's the reality of what's going on Two, what can we control? What resources do we need to control? And then third, what do we just need to relax into to realize this is part of development? Walking through that with her and allowing her to see how she could actually navigate her emotions through this very rocky storm allowed her and I talk about her in follow-up, Jada, I know in the Captain's Club, we've um, interviewed her. Yeah. Um, and I love her to pieces. Um, but she became the most successful person that same year in her entire company. And she is achieving financial success. All because it didn't mean the emotion went away. It didn't mean she didn't have to navigate. It meant she got awareness and she took control of those things. Mm -hmm. So I just want to share with you, if you're, if you're listening to this and you feel like, man, Athena, I wake up and you know, it, they just are taking control. You're not alone. And Jada, do you mind if I share a little bit of a second story today? No, go for it, please. All right, this one, I'm, I'm going to just be a little vulnerable because I, too, have to watch this navigation emotionally. I have, many of you who are listening know this about me, but if you don't, I have a daughter that in, is um, classified as a person living with a disability. And in the disability world, she's considered severe profound, which just means she has multiple issues. She's a wheelchair user and she is nonverbal, um, still in diapers at 18. So you get that picture. Now, I will say just because she's also joyful, smart, wonderful, and has a lot of beautiful attributes. But, but really what I want you guys to hear is I'm in a new season 
because she's 18 and things are changed. And a lot of my friends are having empty nest syndrome and they now are finding freedom, Jada, with their life and they can travel and they don't have all, many obligations as they have raising children. Mm. And I am finding myself not in that position. I am still doing diapers and need childcare, much like I would if I had an infant. Mm. And there isn't this light at the end of the tunnel, right? I mean, the light at the end of the tunnel is something unthinkable, and that is me losing my daughter. Yeah. So I, too, have days where I wake up and I think, this isn't fair. And I'm jealous or I'm frustrated or a little depressed. And I'm sure you guys have your own stories, the thing that you guys walk through that you're like, but this is legitimate, Athena. Yeah, I know. Me too. This is legitimate. The emotions are real. I'm not saying don't feel. But what I want to say is you're not alone. And I can't allow the situation with my daughter and the emotions that I have to work through with my therapist. <laughs> I can't allow them to, to determine that I don't live up to my potential and live my life with intent and successful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to say it's easy, but what we're sharing, what Jade and I are sharing with you today is just some awareness that one, you're not alone. And two, you can navigate this. You can control the emotions to a degree so that they don't start taking over the wheel of your life. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to share that because I'm walking out right now, right, Jada? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. Um, I think it gives the audience more um, opportunity to, to relate to you and to relate to your clients. So thank you for sharing those stories. Um, you know, I love facts too, just to back up stories. <laughs> so I did pick an article um, that's a very high level overview of the different ways that we respond emotionally. Um, so we will link that in the show notes below for more details, but I did want to read some specific um, excerpts from there. So oh, the, yeah, so the subjective experiences um, that they brought up was all emotions begin with the subjective experience also referred to as a stimulus. But what does that mean? While basic emotions are expressed by all individuals, regardless of culture or upbringing, the experience that produces them can be highly subjective. So what it's saying there essentially is, Athena and I can go through the same scenario, same situation, but we can experience those things very differently. So they go on also to say subjective experiences can range from something as simple as seeing a color to something as major as losing a loved one or getting married. So no matter how intense the experience is, it can provoke many emotions in a single individual and the emotions each individual may feel different. And so, I mean, that's exactly, you know, Athena can go through one thing, I can go through another. It looks different on how we respond to those subjective experiences. Good info. And then, yeah, they also go on to talk about the psychological responses. So I'll read that to you as well. It says, this psychological response is the result of the autonomic nervous system's reaction to the emotion we're experiencing. According to many psychologists or physio 
I'm going to butcher that word, physiological, there we go, responses are likely how emotion helped us evolve and survive as humans throughout history. So what it's saying right there is without those physiological responses, we wouldn't be the human race that we are today. So I think that that's pretty cool to put into perspective. And then the last thing I did want to read was behavioral responses. So They go on to say the behavioral response aspect of the emotional response is the actual expression of the emotion. A study in the Journal of Abnormal Psychology found that while watching negative and positive emotional films, suppression of behavioral responses to emotion had physical effects on the participants. The effects included elevated heart rates. This suggests that expressing behavioral responses to stimuli, both positive and negative, is better for your overall health than holding in those responses. Thus, there are benefits of smiling, laughing, and expressing negative emotions in a healthy way. Um, So I thought that that was really cool. And there was actually one final thing I did want to read from them that they just um, wrote down an interesting note. It says, the physiological and behavioral responses associated with emotions illustrate that emotion is much more than a mental state. Emotion affects our whole demeanor and our health. Furthermore, our ability to understand others' behavioral responses plays a huge role in our emotional intelligence, which we'll discuss a little bit more later. But again, I will link that um, in the show notes. But yeah, I thought, I mean, that's super powerful. And it talks about just the different ways that we respond as humans, why we respond that way. And that it's okay to have emotions and to respond with emotions. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, navigating doesn't mean deleting. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we can't all walk around like robots. That would be no fun for anyone. (laughs) Boring. Boring. Um, But yeah, now that we have the facts, Athena, I would love to hear what real talk and real strategies you have for us today. Well, I love it. Okay. So you guys know I like the rubber meets the road because I'm all about having practical lessons for you so that you can take what you're listening and do something with it with your life, right? And of course, this is about referrals and this is about relationship. And you're like, how does that rely? Well, I'm going to tell you. The number one thing that we have to think about, and I love Jada, I love, I just love this last sentence, is that our ability to understand others' behavioral responses play a huge role in our emotional intelligence. Okay, so emotional intelligence is honestly, one of the most critical things that you need in sales and business. And I'm just going to say a side note, Jada, remind me, I think um, we need to have, we need to have number seven in this series be all about emotional intelligence. What do you think? Yes? I think that's great. Yeah. I love that. All right, you guys. So hold on, come back. Episode seven, emotional intelligence. But why do we need to have that? Why do we need to understand how other people are reacting and why they react the way they do to build relationships? One is awareness. We need to have awareness of how other people are reacting so we can adjust ourselves. Don't you think about that? You need to know how you respond. We already, Jada explained to us how we're, we're going to respond how it's affecting other people and your ability to read how other people are responding. You need to, um, and I, I teach a listening course, but I need you to understand your body language is saying something and so is theirs. So you need to have awareness. The second one, you need to identify. 
and label your emotions. And this is important. You need to identify and label your emotions, not because you're shaming yourself, not because you're judging yourself, but because you can't address what, I mean, you can't fix what you don't address, okay? So we can't do something with it. We can't fix it. We can't analyze it or process it if we don't identify. Okay, so this is important. The other piece, when we flip the mirror and we are talking to somebody else, we need to do less labeling, but identify. You know, if somebody, are they, their emotions towards you, are they one of inclusivity? Are they leaning into you, Jada? Are they, are you, give, are they giving you the verbal and really the physical signs emotionally that they trust you? Think about how important this is when we're talking clients, referral partners, etc. Even your, your team. Words are the smallest component of communication. So how somebody is interacting, you need to identify. Are they like this? And they have their arms crossed and they don't, you know, that's defensive. You can identify that emotion. They're defensive. I need to work to lower that down. Are they rolling their eyes? <laughs> that's sass, right? Why? <laughs> so there's different, you need to identify what's going on with them emotionally and with yourself. The other one is an acceptance, the acceptance that everyone has emotion. So when you're dealing with, again, clients, referral partners, your sphere, even relationship, and yourself, they're going to feel something. For example, if you have a client that's coming in to meet with you for the first time, and they have the body language of protection, you need to have acceptance that they don't trust you yet. And that's okay. Because in that interaction, you're going to create that trust. So we need to have some acceptance that we're all moved by emotion. And that also helps because, hey, some days we're just not on our emotional best behavior, right? <laughs> and so if you're, if you have ever been in a relationship, sometimes this happens. I can't tell you just, uh, I will tell you, I can tell by my husband's walk and the way he does his shoulders, if he is in a position to want to talk to me or not, <laughs> right? I can see it and I accept that he has moods. No, do I get mad because he, he is not in a position? No, I have to accept that he's processing something. If it lingers too long, right, then I'm going to reach out to him and ask, you know, is there something I can do? Are you okay? But I'm going to accept that. So this is really important. So awareness, identify, and acceptance for both them and you. The other piece is seek help. Now, this goes both ways too. I already told you, I'm, I'm really pro-therapy. Um, you know, there's some very good therapists. Um, there's some bad ones, but there's more good ones. And getting a great therapist to help you unpack, maybe it's only for a short time even, but unpack some of that and, and help you really become aware, right, Jada, and identify and do some acceptance so yeah. that the emotions don't rule. So seek help. 
you know, a coach can do that, a mentor can do that, therapy. And the other thing I want to tell you, not to overload us today, is reflection. So when you feel something, take a moment and ask yourself, what's causing that? Where's that coming from? Oftentimes, if we do that, we'll realize the circumstance right in front of us is not the real issue. But in when we're talking sales, building teams, we need to not, and this is, I'll give you a very good example. We need to not allow our emotions from past things to determine what's happening currently. You know, you, if you're in sales and you've been rejected a whole bunch, which happens if you're in sales, it happens. Um, and then you're in front of somebody and you're getting that emotion from them that you're about to get rejected. Don't pull your entire rejection emotional bag on the table and be like, I just know they're going to do it again. Right? <laughs> Have some reflection that each interaction is different and let's not be bringing that whole rejection bucket bag full of rejection into the communication because we could be missing cues. So that's something to think about. But all right, Jada, I also have this thing. So I was listening to a podcast by Lisa Harper and mm. it's back porch theology. If you guys want to listen to it, fabulous. Um, it is Christian. So if that's not your belief system, just FYI, she had some of the best advice. Do you mind me sharing this with you? No, please do. Okay. So I'm so excited about this. She was talking about, um, in a different perspective, but emotions too, and what she used. And you guys, I want to steal it. <laughs> so Jada, do you just, Jada has to, you guys feel sorry for Jada. She has to work with me and I'm a big personality. <laughs> and so I can get, you know, I'm, I'm just going, I'm bull in China shop. And Lisa was doing this, how she talks. She was in, um, she was going to speak and it, at a, a venue and all of these bad things were happening and she was just kind of losing her com composure. And her assistant looked at her and said, stop and give me 10. And I thought, what, is she going to have to do push-ups? That's know? the first thing I thought of. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Jada, I'm not going to do, I can do them, but I'm not doing 10 push-ups for you. No. <laughs> but what she said was, it wasn't push-ups. It was, tell me 10 things right now that you're grateful for. Mm. So when life is hitting you, because it does that, stop and give yourself 10. What are 10, stop yourself and say, what are 10 things that I'm thankful for? We don't have time today, but there is science that talks about the power of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And what it does minimally, right, is it's a, it, it's a pattern interrupt to your brain. And it makes you refocus your brain. Now, Lisa adds a little prayer on that. So I, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working on practicing the take 10 and pray. So that when I have those emotions, right? And Jada will tell you, I get that emotion anytime technology is involved. <laughs> <laughs> so if technology is involved and I'm, if you see me and I'm doing something technological and I'm spouting out my 10 things I'm thankful for, you'll know why. <laughs> That's too good. Awesome. <laughs> All right. One other thing, and I know, Jada, you're going to put this in the show notes, but another mm -hmm. book, um, it's by Joyce Meyer, Living Beyond Your Feelings. Fabulous book. Same thing. How do we 
navigate these waters of being emotional creatures, understanding our, our, we're going to do it. Jada explained the science, but how do we do that? So mm-hmm. some things to think about. Yeah. What do you think, Jada? You on board? Yeah, I'm on board. And honestly, something that you said that stuck out stood out to me was the identify and label without judgment or shame. Um, it makes me laugh now, but it was so serious back then when I first started therapy. Every time I would talk about, you know, a past memory that I was working through or a current struggle, my therapist always asked, how like how does that make you feel? Or like what emotions are you feeling right now? What's coming up for you? You know, those kind of questions and every time I was like, I'm just angry. I'm just mad. And at one point, you know, we're probably two-ish months into therapy and she goes, Jada, do you have any other emotions besides anger or mad? And I just like, you know, had to sit back and I was like, well, I'm sure I do, but like, that's that's all I can feel right now. (laughs) So it was funny, you know, I felt like a kindergartner, but it was so helpful. And I think about, you know, the without judgment or shame, she literally brought out an emotion wheel. And it was like, okay, we're going to actually identify what emotion you're feeling right now, because I know you're saying you feel mad or you feel angry, but there's something else there. And I think that's just how you're channeling your, like your emotions. And so um, anyways, we got to walk through that emotion wheel. And it's funny because, you know, now sometimes even today she'll, um, or we'll be going through it and she's asking me questions and I'll say, you know, actually, I think I need you to get out that emotion wheel because I can't, pin- I can't pinpoint what I feel right now. I was like, I know it's in the realm of sad, or I know it's in the realm of like frustrated, but I can't pinpoint what it mm-hmm. is exactly I'm feeling. So, um, yeah, I think even if you have to find your emotion wheel on Google, Hey, it's helpful. And there's no shame there. That I'm so glad you shared that. So I have to tell you in therapy, we did not, by the way, um, listeners, we didn't talk about this part of this episode. Jada, my favorite part of therapy is the emotion wheel. <laughs> I literally like, can I get that wheel thing out? Can I get that wheel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's such a helpful tool, honestly. No shame. It absolutely is because it's the identifier. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to tell you guys that thank you so much for being part of this podcast. This is a new venture for us. We're still working out some of the kinks, but we are so excited that you're here because we want to be able to use our experience and what we've gone through to help you with your challenges and obstacles and so that you can have focus and unshakable determination in order for you to reach crazy, awesome goals that you have for yourself and your business because you're worth it and you're capable And we want the practicality where the rubber meets the road here to give you the roadmap on how to do that. Jada, what's up next? Yeah, so we want to invite you all to join the Success Revolution. It is Athena's weekly blog. It's fueled by relationships, referral, and revenue. So it is where she comes to us with weekly growth strategies to take control of your sales, your revenue, and truly achieve your full potential. So we will link that in the show notes below, as well as um, all the books, the resources we talked about today. And just want to invite you to like and subscribe. That way you can join us next week as Athena brings us her real talk and real strategies on mutual success and helping others rise. So we'll see you next week. Love it.